Hello, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Joined now by my dear friend, love him greatly, love his family, his wife's amazing, like me, (laughs) how he got his wife to marry him. I'll never figure that one out. But we both married nurses and uh, great kids, love them dearly, great people. He also is a colleague at Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. He covers the Dolphins, as well as a colleague here on the Fans First Sports Network with the Dolphins insider, the great Alan Pupar. How you doing, Alan? Good. How are you, Hondo? I can't speak for you, but for me, I just bribed my wife, and here we here we are, eighteen years later. So, uh, I guess I guess that worked. You know, whatever whatever works, we made it work. How are you, my friend? You're doing. I'm doing great. And by the way, it's great to talk to you because. As one former Dolphin called you Frenchy, because you were always wearing the Montreal, I mean the, the Montreal Expos hat. So I thought, and, that and was, of course, as fate would have it, I don't have it on right now. You know, I think this is the first time I've ever seen you without your your hat. What's going on? Proof that I have hair. Actually, uh, actually, I just got out of the shower and didn't put it on. All right, I want to talk to you about a free agent the Raiders signed now. Coming into the offseason, they, you know, they had Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, they get Tyree Wilson. They know they're going to get pressure on the quarterback, but they were terrible on first and second downs against the rush. And they needed two things. They needed guys who could be space eaters, guys who aren't going to get all the stats, but they're going to require two or three guys, like a Halati Nada. Um to to go in there and then second of all you know they were they were looking for that so it, they go get byron york i mean byron young excuse me the alabama defensive tackle who is you know he's 300 pounds he's not a space eater like halati at 370 but he does get such push that guys have to converge on him and he takes more than one offensive lineman but then they go get a guy that you know well you covered him with the with the fish, the John Jenkins. He's 6'3, 370 pounds. He's a great guy, a locker room guy. Everybody loves him. But he's a guy on first and second down in non-passing situations. He's going to change their rushing defense. So I got several questions about him for you. I want to start with the first one. It's one that I already know the answer to, but I know fans are always going to say, if he's so good, why did the, did the fish let him go? Talk, answer that, would you? Well, he's getting long in the tooth. That would be number one. I mean, he's 33, 34. He's been around, I want to say, nine, 10 years. And he's everything you mentioned, though this is where I might say, let's slow down a little bit, because you threw out Haloti Nada and John Jenkins, as you mentioned, is a great guy. I mean, one of the most pleasant players I've come across the Dolphin locker room in several years. But he's not Haloti Nada. I want to. I want to make that very clear. Well, let me let me clarify then, because maybe because right. I've had other people question that, because that's why I mentioned Byron Young does things similar to Haloti, but they're not Haloti. But what what I'm saying is, is Haloti Nada changed rushing defense because he got up the field and made two or three guys block him. He didn't. Haloti Nada never had a ton of great stats. He was a space eater, and that's what I meant from the space eater standpoint. He's not well, going to play all the downs that Halati played either. No, correct. Well, the difference is Halati Nada, and this is what I remember. I think it was 
going way back when he first came into the league and we were talking to Dolphin coaches, they also always mentioned him when they were talking about that great Ravens defense. He was a guy that you game plan for. You're not going to game plan for John Jenkins. What he is, is a good complimentary piece. And to go back to your original question, why didn't the Dolphins sign him? I kind of send my question that myself because right now the Dolphins have a massive hole when it comes to their backup defensive tackle position uh, along the defensive line with the caveat that they're installing a new defense with Vic Fangio taking over as defensive coordinator and his model requires more push or ask for more pass rushing push from this defensive lineman. And that's not John Jenkins game. He is not a pass rusher in any way, shape or form. What he is, as you mentioned, he's a space eater who's a good complimentary player. He's not a difference maker. Um, and I'm not convinced that his best role is still not as a backup guy. If you're looking for him to be a starter, I'm not sure. I know I've got would. him I'm, in my, in my 53 man roster, which I'm releasing next Monday. I, I have him as a backup. Okay. And if you ask him to play 20, 25 snaps, uh, clearly run, clearly run, run stopping snaps, he can do a solid job for you. Uh, again, not a difference maker. Your chances are there will be a lot of games you will not notice him. Uh, but for the most part, he's going to do a solid job. He's not going to hurt you. And he's a great locker room guy. Yeah. And when you talk about you're not going to notice him, because the way he plays is not about the stats that show up on our stat sheet, <laughs> our quickie stats at the end of the game. You know, but if he can get in there and take a guard in a center with him every time and keeps a guard from pulling or whatever, that that that's where his impact is going to be huge, isn't it? Correct. He's not going to put up big tackle numbers, not going to be a lot of TFLs. He might not get a sack. He might get one by happenstance once every three or four games, or not, sorry, once a season, once every half season. But if he's effective, again, and the Dolphins obviously liked him. He was better for the previous scheme which demanded like a nose tackle type of guy. And he was the backup to Raekwon Davis and the Dolphins liked him enough that they brought, they first brought him in in 2019, which was their roster reset tank for two a year. However you want to describe it. Thanks and, for then, two. and and then <laughs> however you want to do it. Um, and then if memory serves, I may have the order mixed up, but it was something along the lines that he left in 2020, came back in 2021. They re-signed him. He was a free agent last offseason and they brought him back again so that's three different contracts to which the Dolphins signed him so obviously they like the guy and a lot of it is again because he, he's he's got a great personality he's a good veteran leader and the Dolphins had some youth on that defensive line so he's a he's a calming steadying influence always a smile on his face and he's a hard worker and all that but again I think the more I think about it and I kind of like talk myself into this answer the, the biggest reason why they did not re-sign him especially while leaving themselves thin along the defensive line is because of the new scheme. And considering that he does not really give you a push uh, in the pass rush, he just wasn't a fit anymore. All right. I'm going to ask you. So another reason the Raiders like him is he's a consummate professional. Mm -hmm. He's not going to get in the newspapers doing something stupid. I'm told he'll show up at community events and love the community. The Raiders got four defensive linemen going into camp. Uh, I mean, tackles, not just ends, tackles that are drafted or, uh, yeah, that are drafted um, defensive tackles. So they're young. 
and they really want him to be able to show them how to be a professional. He's really got a role almost as a coach on field. How do you think he'll fill that role? Because they're pretty excited about that. Perfectly. That's your guy right there. I mean, perfect guy. Great work ethic. He's going to set an example for those guys. He will do it with a smile on his face. When it's time to work, he's going to work. Um, from that standpoint, it's a great signing. It, it, again, if your role is you're asking him to be a 20-25 snap run-stopping guy, as well as a mentor for your young defensive tackles, you hardly could do better than John Jenkins. The only caveat, again, I mentioned he's 34, 30, 33 or 34. At some point, the number of snaps on his body are going to take a toll and his play is going to dip. And at that age, at that position, it could dip very quickly. Um, yeah. But I even at told, that stage, I was going to say, even at that stage, it'll still help you from a mentorship standpoint. And I heard, though, he's a guy that's going to walk in and he is not afraid to grab a young player and go, what are you doing? Well, stop. And 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 really taking that role, and I'm told young players really gravitate to him. Did you see that at all? I I can't say that I'd be lying, uh, but I know I've I've heard talk about what a good influence he was for the young players. That that I've heard. Okay, let's talk about him off the field because this intrigued me. I was told this is the kind of guy that's going to show up at every community thing that he's invited to. He just yeah. I'll give you the exact wording i'm gonna i'm gonna read them and grab my notes and read this to you ready jenkins is the kind of guy that probably gets up every day and pinches himself that he's an nfl football player still he appreciates what he has would you talk about that is that something that you've seen big time um absolutely without question and we do as with every team we do a good guy award for dealings with the media um I'm not exactly sure. Probably because he's not a high prof, high profile enough player. He didn't win last year, but I don't know how anybody could not appreciate it because you, you you know this. You go into the locker room in the middle of the week. We'll go in Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's kind of rare you're going to see guys there more than one of the, one of those days. And then you have other guys. He's there like almost every day. Big smile on his face. Very approachable. Certain guys, it's basically, it's understood. Some of them literally will say it or the media relations pe people will say it. They talk once a week. Um, now, there wasn't a demand on Jenkins in terms of media because, again, he was a backup player. But he was always there. And I've said, and I never really had, I never had a need for him for, for my purposes. But I saw guys approach him again always a smile on his face. And you, the point that, that quote that you read, absolutely. And he said something to that effect. I don't remember the exact wording about, but that he really appreciates the opportunity to still be an NFL player at, at this stage of his life. It's pretty cool. Last thing I want to, I want to get into with you about has to do with a former dolphin, a guy who was a Raider for one year. And uh, it's Mac Hollins. And I know that you have a lot of respect for Mac. I did. I lost a lot of respect for him at the end of last season. I want to talk to you about it. And for our listeners, and we're literally have tens of thousands of listeners now, it's really growing. And and I always try to be really genuine. You know me, that's just who I am. That's the kind of man I am. I, I, I don't like the fakery. And the Raiders had a bad season. Season ends. Last day for availability. Now, he's a captain. And Colton Miller's in there. Josh Jacobs is in there. Um, 
Max Crosby's in there. The captains are all in there. A lot of the other team weren't, but the me, the captains were there. It was a disappointing season. They're facing the music. And Max out there sitting in the hallway hiding, waiting for the time to be up so he can go in. And I thought, you know what? You're a captain. This team elected you to be the captain, to go out there and speak. And it, it wasn't like he did me wrong. I'm not speaking of, oh, I'm the media. I'm entitled. We're not entitled to anything. But I thought he let his teammates down. And I asked a couple of them privately about it. And they were like, yeah, that was a blank move. They were disappointed in him too. Does that surprise you that he he did that? No, totally. And I, I can only, yeah, I I, I don't want to speculate what, what sure. could have happened, but I'm gonna I'm going to anyway. Um, I don't know. Perhaps he was frustrated with the way he was used throughout the season. Perhaps he was frustrated that the Raiders had not signed him to contract extension. I don't know if there were talks during the season about re-upping him for more than one year. Um. I don't know if he was if he was worried because, as you know, Mac tends to be very honest and speaks from the heart. I don't know if he was worried that if he was asked the wrong question, he would just let her rip and didn't want to put himself in, in that position. Now, having said all that, it's also possible that maybe he didn't want to be asked negative questions because obviously considering the season the Raiders had, I'm sure that your end of season questions weren't exactly positive. From, I mean, all of you, I don't mean just you specifically. Um because it's really out of character for for him for all that we saw during his time in Miami, and I'm sure for what you saw throughout the course of the season last year, he's a happy I, guy. I love the guy. No, same here. I literally, I literally love the guy. And then when that happened, and I talked to a couple of teammates, they they were upset with him, and they're like, you know what? He's not out there. He he's out there because he represents us. We we voted him a captain, and. He should be out here. The rest of the rest of them were. I thought that was pretty fascinating. All right. We're going to get you back in a couple of weeks, less than that, because uh, in, in early June, because I want to talk to you about that matchup. The Raiders are coming out to Miami. It's going to be a great game. Now, I'm just curious. We're going to get into the game later, but off the top of your head, I, my way too early prediction, I got the Raiders with a loss. What do you think's coming up? Yeah, and again, the, the Dolphins are one of those mystery teams because if you look at their roster, there's a lot of high-end talent. They were 8-3 and three at one point last year, looked like they could beat anybody in the league, and then they hit a wall. And it wasn't just the narrative is just because Tua got hurt. No, that wasn't just that. They hit a wall before that. They got kind of – I don't want to say expose is kind of a harsh word, but, I mean, they got handled by the 49ers. They got handled by the Chargers who were missing like three-quarters of their defense – they lost a Saturday night game at Buffalo where they played well, but they still lost. Um, so, it's, but, but the flip side to that is they brought in Vic Fangio, who's got an absolutely incredible resume. Um, and if I may do a cheap plug here, I did a story on alldolphins.com. The first year impact in terms of the statistical numbers of any defenses joined in the NFL is absolutely mind blowing. I mean, mind blowing. Uh, wait, wait, the statistical what? Difference. The impact from one year to the next, it's an average, and it's like six different teams. Their statistical rankings and total yards allowed and points allowed jump 10 spots. So if they were 24th a year before he arrived, they were 14th a year after he got there. Tell about Vic's resume. Yeah, that's an average. So his arrivals got like, everybody's now the defense is going to be great. The offense, again, they have that unmatched speed outside with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. And yet 
they play in a ridiculous conference and not everybody's convinced that, you know, they're on their way to the Super Bowl. Like some fans want to believe it. But I, I, I do think I don't, I'm not, no offense to you. I don't think they're, they're, they're in the Raiders class. Cause I think the Raiders might be in for kind of a struggle. And I think the Dolphins at the very least will compete. Going to be fascinating. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks as we break down that game. But listen, thanks for your insight on John Jenkins. You know, I appreciate you. That is the one and only, the great Alan Pupar from uh, All Dolphins, part of the Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation Network, also here on the FFSN Network with the Dolphin Insider. I'm Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raider Insider. We appreciate you, everybody. Have a great, great day. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network.